the official sound of the Midwest. Midwest Girls is made up of two friends who turn co-host. Meg and I will take you on a raw and unfiltered journey through our lives as followers of Jesus. Whether we are sharing truth and biblical wisdom, giving relationship advice, or telling stories of our dogs, we seek to exist as a platform to give encouragement and love while maintaining our motto to be unashamedly bold, truthful, and genuine in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody and welcome back to Midwest Girls. Today we are going to be playing a recording for you on a sermon that I did this past Sunday on the first part of John 17. So I hope you enjoy it all and um, we will be actually dissecting this in a couple weeks and next week I will be uh, sharing with you all the John 17 part 2 that I will be preaching this weekend at our church And so um, after both of those are presented on the podcast, we will be going through some things that the Lord has been laying on both Meg and I's heart. And so I hope you enjoy. Good morning. Uh, Like Meg said earlier, Matt and Snuffy are enjoying some well-deserved time off and um, I'm just thankful that they are able to get to do that because everybody, everybody needs that time. Uh, let's bow our heads and pray real quick, and then we'll get started. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for meeting us here today. Um, I thank you for your word. Thank you for everything in John 17 that uh, we get to learn from today, Lord, and um, just be with us today. And I hope that uh, use me as your vessel. Uh, to deliver this message that you want to be spoken. And Lord, um, I pray for all the hearts that are going to be receiving this. In your name we pray. Amen. So, okay. Like I said, today I have the honor and the privilege to learn alongside you. I don't necessarily like to say teach because every time I'm teaching, I'm learning as well. So I'm learning alongside you today, John 17. Matt, is pushing me to uh, preach a different way. Uh, God is also challenging me in other ways. And so I'm just very thankful for all of this that is coming together today. Um, We're actually gonna be breaking John 17 into two um, sermons. So today we'll be going over one through 19. Um, We will see how we are called to be one with God just as Jesus is one with God here in these first couple of verses, and then we'll have a refresher course on the Trinity. It's always good to go back to our foundation, right? To learn these things that we thought we learned in elementary school or the grade school classes. Um, It's just also gonna be interesting because this is my first time really teaching it to a group or learning it to a group of adults. Um, Usually I am teaching this to kiddos and they give me, I don't get it, stares. Or, the, oh, I get it, okay, yeah, let's move on. Okay, no, <laughs> usually I can see on your face, guys, so I know all your tricks. But anyways, let's uh, dive into John 17, one through five. It says, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come, glorify your son that your son may glorify you. 
For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Okay, I know I just said it, but let's reread one through two again. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that you may glor- that he may or that the- your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Here, Jesus is recognizing that he was not working alone. And we see this throughout John 17. He's working with God and the Holy Spirit. He recognizes this. When Jesus dies, he takes the oneness he has with God and the Spirit and gives it to all who depend on him, showing us that if we depend on God for everything, we will be one with him. And so here we want, I wanna talk about the relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the ultimate oneness. The Christian faith affirms that God is one God who eternally exists and is fully expressed in three persons, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Each member of the Godhead is equally God. Each is eternally God and each is an entirely God, not three gods, but three persons of one eternal Godhead. Getting it, getting it, sticking? (laughs) I mean, each time I go over it, I even like, okay, okay, I think I got it now. I don't think we'll ever fully get it. This is our faith play in the Christian walk, right? Each fully possesses the exact eternal divine nature simultaneously. Yet each is also distinctly a distinct personal expression of that one and undivided divine essence. What distinguishes them are the particular roles that each have within the Trinity and the work that they carry out in the world. They also have a respectful relationship with one another. The other divine persons and with the, in the creation that the triune God has made. The Father is supreme in authority among the persons of the Godhead. And he is responsible for the purposes and plans that take place through all creation and redemption. The Son is under the Father's authority and always seeks to do his will. Although the Son is entirely God, he nonetheless takes his lead from the Father and seeks to glorify him in all he does. The Spirit is under both the Father and Son. As the Son sought to glorify the Father, the Spirit wants to glorify the Son to the ultimate praise of the Father. Now, I'm reusing my content from my theology paper, and my professor gave me a 10 out of 10, so I know that's legit. This is legit teaching. But... I think it's just so important that we refresh ourselves over these things constantly because this is the basis. This is the basis of our faith. This is how we go about life. This is our foundation. Our firm foundation is God. 
And so now, we'll, and we'll see this throughout and as we go forward today. And so we're moving into verses six through 18, back in John 17. If you wanna follow along, it says, I gotta pick this up. I can't see it. <laughs> I only have a couple more weeks till, until I'm 28 and I'm already having to pick up and hold it closer to my face. <laughs> I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but the, for those you have given me for they are yours. All I have is yours and all you have is mine and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have full, the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth, your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. He, right here, he's asking the Father to protect his people and sanctify them in truth. He wants the truth to set them free, set them apart, to unify them. And we'll talk more about unity next week. We are all called to share the message. Do you see yourself in this prayer today? Because we all should. Every believer should be able to see themselves in this prayer because it was prayed for you. Specifically here, Jesus was praying over the 12 disciples, but we can use this text and see how much Jesus loves us because we are a, generations of, a generation of disciples, aren't we? That's what we're called to be. We're, we are called to believe as followers of Jesus. Some take it more seriously than others. Some are dormant and I pray that this message wakes them up. Jesus not gave, did not give us only the perfect example of how to lead, but he also gave us a good example on how to follow as humans through the disciples. Not because the disciples were perfect, but because they weren't. And he knows the generations to come wouldn't be perfect either. So through them, he shows us how to ask for forgiveness, how to follow him, how to listen to his voice. He taught us literally everything we need to know. When studying these three prayers really stuck out to me that Jesus prayed for his disciples. And during that time, shocker, I wept because he really knew exactly what we, they needed prayer for. 
what we need prayer for. And so I'm gonna take a drink real quick because my mouth is super dry. I'm sorry, I apologize if this is loud. Okay, and we're gonna dive into verse 11. Excuse me, <laughs> just functioning. Um, it says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Jesus is asking the Father to protect his followers here. He declares the power of God. There is power in God's name. He is calling on all the power of God to raise these men up, to protect them because he knows where they're going. He knows what's about to happen. How? Because he lived it. He knows, and he is, you know, when we talk about that relationship, he, know, he is also God himself. He is God in human form. In verse 14 through 15, it says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Here is, he is asking that God protects his followers from the evil one. In Matthew 6, 9, Jesus instructs us how to pray through the Lord's prayer. And you realize when you get down to verse 13, it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus knows that there is evil in the world and that they, his disciples, and eventually us, as we come along in the timeline, will be tempted. Today, we kind of downplay the fact that there is a spiritual warfare going on around us. Right now, there's spiritual battle, battles happening in this room within each and every one of us. And Satan, Satan is trying to distract you this very second. Some of your minds have already wandered. And that's, because, that's just a simple distraction method. Now, don't raise your hand, but how many of you are already thinking about what you're gonna eat after church? Or maybe you're stressing about the week ahead. Or you're, maybe you're distracted by who's preaching because I'm not up here that much and I'm also a female, not like any feminist thing, but like, I, it's not typical. You know, you usually have Matt or Jay. You know, it's just somebody different. Maybe you're distracted by that. Maybe there's a new song that you didn't really care for. You know, Satan distracts us without realizing that we are being distracted. These little things that we don't think much of is actually potentially a little button that Satan is trying to push to make you miss something that's being said that you need to hear. So um, in high school, I read the screw tape letters and then I just refreshed myself with them and it's scarily um, real in my mind. Uh, it's, um, I, I'm actually gonna use a passage from the book next week, but it paints a perfect picture of spiritual warfare. So don't tell me that, there, that we aren't currently standing in the crossfire of a war for our souls. No, no matter how much we think we know, we can be caught off guard. And 
Jesus knows that. So that's why he, that is why he prays for our protection. He knows evil will assault his followers. Do you notice though, that he doesn't pray us out of the world? And he could. That's how powerful he is. He could just pray us out of the world, but he doesn't. In fact, he sends us further into the world. But he asks the Father to protect us as we are sent into the world to do his work. Okay, we're gonna take a look at Isaiah 43 real quick. I love this passage. It's so long though, so I can't read it all, but I highly encourage you all to read it sometime in your spare time. You will realize in Isaiah 43 that God is not taking Israel out of the world, but delivering from the evil of the world. But their savior is coming. That is what Jesus is talking about in John Verse 14, Isaiah 43, one says, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Jesus would know that scripture. And he is calling on that same God to deliver us from evil again. As you read in Isaiah, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And Jesus is saying to God in his prayer, you are the one who saves and redeems. You are the one who is with your people in the water and the fire. Don't take them out of it, but walk with them. Be with them because you are the Holy One. You are the Holy One of Israel. Moving into John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify means to make holy. Jesus is holy. You were made for holiness. You are made to understand the truth of God and the word of God. And Jesus prays for you, for us, for his followers to get that. Jesus on the cross and then the resurrection is that he crucifies our sins and raises us into new creation life where we are made to be holy and we can be in relationship with this holy God. And he is praying for that to happen. So there's three prayers that we covered here. Let's review a little bit. He prayed, keep them in your name. He prayed, keep them from the evil one and make them holy. And then Jesus closes this section with a few more lines. And in this, we see two things that we are to be sanctified and sent. So let's look at 18 and 19 again. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. So Jesus is praying, Lord, keep them in your name, keep them from evil, make them more holy by your true word so that they can be sent as I have been sent. And so that as they are sent, they can be holy as I have sanctified myself. I am making them holy too as they are sent. See, Jesus calls us to carry on his work. We are kept from evil. We are formed in his word in truth so that we can be the ones who are holy in sin. That's an amazing thing. 
All of this prayer that Jesus prayed is happening in the churches of Jesus today, right? We continue to do the work of Jesus. We continue in his word. We continue in his community. We continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We continue to be guided by the spirit in all truth. We continue to have the mission to be the light of the world. We continue to be sent to proclaim the good news of the word. In this way of following Jesus, we are being sanctified. We are being made holy. The word holy tends to get a bad taste in people's mouths because it sounds so uppity and churchy and sanctimonious. But sanctimonious is not the same as being sanctified. Sanctimonious means trying to look all holy and better morally. Sanctify is the holy making, the holy God making us holy, keeping us, delivering us from evil for the sake of us having a relationship with him so that he can send us to be a light to others. I am a, excuse me. You are made to be holy so that you can be with the God of the universe, the creator of the universe. What a gift that God has given to mankind. We don't have to do all these weird and crazy things to appease God as those do in other religions. We don't have to do that. Not when we believe in the holy scriptures of Jesus. We see in the scriptures that humanity is made for fellowship with God, glory with God. Jesus prays for the Father to keep them Keep them in that relationship. Keep them from the evil one. Sanctify them in the truth. He prays all of that so that we might be holy, which is our true purpose. Sanctify means to make holy so that we might be in community with God, so that we might share that with others. Humans matter to God. Do we realize that? Do you realize that you are meant to be holy? Do you realize that you are a sent one? We are a holy people. We are a sent people. We matter to God. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to bring others to him. And it's just, it's, it's, it's at a, I'm a loss for words. <laughs> it's, it's so mind blowing to me that no matter how short we fall, he still wants to have that relationship. He did all of this so we could be in relationship with him at the end of the day, at the end of times. So now after refreshing ourselves over this prayer of Jesus in John 17, one through 19, we must ask ourselves what we are going to do now. What must I do now? Is something that you should be asking yourself. What will you do with this? What will you do with the prayers of Jesus? A few things to consider. First, what do you need to tear away from? 
What do you need to be detached from? What are you doing now in life that's not helping you be kept in Jesus? What are you doing that's not keeping you away from evil? Run from that as fast as you can. You're not meant for that. You're meant to be with God. Next question. What do you need to build up? Jesus wanted us made holy and sent. He said, your word is truth. Your word is truth. Let's build up meditating in his scriptures, his word. Let's build up what he is calling us to do. Let's build up one another. Let's build up encouraging one another to be sent and do good, holy work. You are made to be holy and sent. Are you doing that? Do you see how we are each assigned a post and we are to man that post? That is what our life is. I'm gonna be completely honest. You're not gonna necessarily be happy about your post all the time. You're not necessarily gonna like it. But are we only to accept the good and easy things that come from God? No, there's things that he lets pass for reasons that we will never understand. But we can understand that it's for his glory and for his plan. When you're walking through life and manning the post God gave you, you will finally, you will finally find yourself exactly in the middle of God's will for you. And even though there is, will, there is and will be times that you don't necessarily like it, but I promise you, I promise you that you will love it because following through on God's plan for your life is worth more than being comfortable. It's worth more than the circle that you put yourself in. It's worth more than anything this world can give you. <sighs> like I said, I don't necessarily like my post all the time. <laughs> my post comes with a lot of emotional suffering. There's a heart, there's a lot of heart ripping out of my chest in all honesty. There's a lot of giving it my all. There's a lot of pouring it into somebody. And they, I've watched people turn their backs on Jesus. I've watched people walk through my life for just a season. And then God sent them somewhere else. But at the end of the day, all we can do is trust in his plan. And all of this is so worth the one who stays and believes and continues to walk 
with him to walk in truth. My post has a lot of up and downs. When I was writing this out, I was kind of thinking about it and I was thinking how it reminds me of a heart monitor where you're, (laughs) and I, um, it's actually kind of a joke about how I can go real high and real low real quick. And so I'm like, yeah, that's a heart monitor. It's going up and down real quick. But I must, I must admit, I much rather have that than be flatlined. Because <laughs> in my mind, that means I'm, I'm moving, doing something, right? I am blessed by this post. I am blessed to man my post. I am blessed to suffer for Christ because I am nothing without him. This means nothing without him. I am humbled by the fact that he wants to use me every day because I am far from perfect. God wants to use you as part of his plan. Please let him use you. Please don't ignore him any longer. Please don't say you don't have time because there's time for the things you prioritize. You have time. It's just maybe you need to fluctuate what you're putting up in the number one slot. I'm calling you, I'm challenging you to remember that God is the reason for all of this. That, that he has, from the moment we were born, he has walked before us. He has seen what's to come and he also walks through it with us. If you don't know your post, pray for your post. Pray for God to reveal that for you. If you do know your post and you've just kind of been pushing it aside, I'm calling, calling you out. It's time to, it's time to step, step up and man that post. It has your name on it and he's been waiting on you. God loves us so much that he also not only wants to walk with us, us and support us, but he wants to do work with us. Isn't that crazy? Like he could do it all. He really could. I mean, we all know that. Created the word or the world, the universe with just a few words. Doesn't necessarily need us, but he wants to use us. He wants us to depend on him. Where we are weak, he is strong. He wants a relationship, a working relationship with us. We have the right, we have the free will to choose. He's not a God that created us to be his little minions. We have that choice. He gave us free will and he wants us to choose him back just like he chooses us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ and how much you love us. You are a God of a loving relationship. We are wanted and called by you. I'm just in awe of that. You designed each of us. You allow us to choose to love you and you are created for a purpose. You've created a purpose for us. Lord, help us not forget that we, as we head out today, that you have assigned us a mission. You have assigned us a post. And we are called to that. 
and that you have prayed for us to be sent. In your name we pray, amen. What's stopping you from being sent? What's stopping you from manning your post well? I'm here to tell you that it is time to lay it down. Why are you hesitating on being sent when God is already there, he has already seen it, and he is going to walk alongside you and equip you to continue the work of Jesus? The altar is open for those who would like to come up and pray as the worship team plays this last song. If there's a battle that you are fighting that's keeping you from your post, really listen to these words. And remember that every battle we face is already conquered. It is, God is victorious in every battle, big or small, and the, and the battle that ends all of this. Take it away, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Midwest Girl. We are so humbled by all the support that we get and um, just want to thank you so much for listening and all the encouragement that y'all give to us. If you are wanting to find a way to give back, Love One International is the perfect way. If you know me, you know that Love One is near and dear to my heart and I want to start using this platform to make people more aware of the work that they do. I am blessed to be in my second year of ambassadorship with Love One International and part of my job is fundraising and uh, bringing awareness to the organization and everything that they do in Uganda. And so we actually have the link on our webpage. If you feel so inclined to donate to this life-giving organization, you can go onto our website at www.project68ministry.com or you can go to my personal Instagram or Facebook, uh, which is the, the underscore Owens underscore Homestead. And you can donate through my link on there. So the mission at Love One is to love the one in front of you. It's love a child, save a life. Thank you so much again for listening to the Midwest Girls podcast. Much love and God bless y'all.